Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. It's time for Transformers Minus One. <laughs> uh, not... No. Almost. Well, there, there was an episode of Transformers Prime called Minus One, and there was also an episode of Transformers Prime called Plus One, and this is neither of those. Hmm. Oh. Remember, Plus One was the one where it's like Greg Wiseman trying to hook up uh, Agent Fowler and uh, Marky Post? Yes. Oh, Jack's mom. So this doesn't start in 1945? No. It, Wait, it has nothing to do with any kind of... Uh, Progress through post-war Japan. There uh-huh. are no Godzillas here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I saw Godzilla's week. Right, right, right. It's a Godzilla free location. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I had planned to see Godzilla yesterday, and then I wasn't going to because my new computer doesn't work, but then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go see Godzilla anyway, and I did, and it was it was a good ending to a bad day. Hey, if, if your computer is not working, you deserve some Godzilla. Yeah, well, thankfully, my old computer still works, which is what we're doing right now. Hey! And of course, uh, as per our rerun last week, you can hear us talk about... Uh, the 90s Godzilla cartoon series. Yes. Yes. That was, uh, or did we do the 90s one? Because I thought we did the 60s one. We we did both. We did both? Oh. David, which one? Wait, I, I, have- I gave Jen one episode. <laughs> I, gave, I gave you the old one, I think. Okay, then. Did you want the 90s one? I could I could upload that one, too. No. Either way, uh, because at this point, I I just I haven't posted it yet, but I drafted the post <laughs> assuming that it was the 60s one, but I could go back yes, and delete that. And <laughs> the 60s one is totally fine, so enjoy us talking about the Hanna-Barbera-tastic adventures of Godzilla, his human pals, and of course... Godzuki. Hey, I am sad to see that Godzuki is being forgotten in favor of Manila. Well, because Godzuki has only ever existed in that old American cartoon. He's never been in any Japanese stuff. Well, well, where's Godzuki in those like uh, those like MonsterVerse movies? I mean, I just saw the trailer for that Godzilla X Kong, uh, and it's got like a like a baby Kong in it. So he's got to have like yes. a Godzuki to hang out with. Yeah, a pro- well, a Manila if he did show up, but, or a Manila, uh, and, and presumably that's son of Kong. I'm guessing Kong is going to die in this movie because they're setting up. Oh, hey, we have a we have a replacement in the wings. <laughs> We're ready. Yeah. Yeah, Kong's asking for too much money. We're not going to renew his contract, so uh, we got to have a replacement out there. Ouch. Uh, Mighty Joe non-union replacement. Oh, that's right. Ouch. Uh, but none of that has anything to do with this episode, uh, which uh, first aired May 7th, 2016. It's the fourth episode of season four, and written by frequent Rescue Bots writer Brian Holfeld. Yes. Uh, last scene, uh, in fact, just writing a couple episodes, uh, a couple episodes ago, writing Bridge Building, which which introduced us to this mysterious uh, spy car. Okay. Hmm. And we open with, uh, previously on Rescue Bots. Oh yeah, Chase is recapping. Yeah. Previously on X-Men. <laughs> I shall meet you at the monorail. <laughs> No, I, I don't think we have a monorail transformer yet. 
Various trains, but no monorail. You've got a date with a man in a cape. <laughs> Remy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, no. So, you know, Chase recaps what's happened. You know, they, they built a space bridge. It didn't work so great. But it turns out it's being fouled up by a mysterious spy car uh, with the uh, the voice of frequent uh, Doctor Who guest star Alex Kingston. Very well. That's another digression we can go on because the new Doctor Who's back on Disney Plus. Oh, that is correct. Doctor Who's back. Uh, no sign of Alex Kingston yet, but you never know. Never know. Yeah, maybe. We got two two more episodes. I think one more episode. Mini season. Oh. Well, there's there's two. one more episode with There's going to be a Christmas special. And there's also. a Christmas one that's going to be with uh, the new guy, Gatwa. Okay, Gatwa? I, I guess that's the fourth one. I thought there was going to be four and then the new guy. No, just the three. Unless Tenant's in the third one, we don't know exactly how that's going to go. Yeah, there's a lot of not knowing what's going on with these episodes. And apparently mm-hmm. it's people are like, I don't know, having feelings. <laughs> having anxiety. <laughs> I mean, we all have feelings. And I'm just confused because I missed the last season or three. Or most yeah, that would, I mean, we still you, you can you can probably pick up from here. You, it's just and we don't know why Tennant is back or why he's back to being David Tennant either. Yeah, he doesn't know either. No. Anyway, oh, now so he's bisexual officially, <laughs> as if he hasn't always been. I mean, yeah. So. uh so we're looking through, uh, so Chase is looking through the records for Quickshot and finds absolutely no record of her. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Now, I don't know if this is eminent enough peril to justify cutting to the cold or cutting to the opening. I feel like you no. need to be a little more perilous, but no. I guess, I mean, you gotta open the ups. I do, it makes up for it that we get a recap by Chase. So, yes. Yeah. I guess that's okay. It would be more peril if this was a show that had Decepticons in it. Yeah. But since it isn't, like, what can she be other than just an Autobot? Yeah, what's the worst she's going to be? We get a veiled reverence to Decepticons in this one, though? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But oh, I forget if we've even heard the word Decepticon, maybe in the first season. I'm pretty Ooh, sure I they've been know. mentioned, but possibly just as, yeah. like... A, an in vague concept. Yeah, mm. some Optimus tossed off. Like, I'd rather be talking to a Decepticon or something. No, but I, I like when Chase comes in to tell everyone else, she's a mountebank! A charlatan! Yes. <laughs> He's the best. So, uh, while all this is happening, everybody else is going to, you know, they're, they're just showing Quick Shadow around, they're going to throw her a party, there's going to be a pinata. <laughs> it's where we'll have your welcome party, says Blades. He's so excited, he wants to throw a welcome party. But then, of course, Chase has to uh, tell everybody that she is indeed a mountebank. <laughs> 
she she sells illegal medicines in public. I think what? that's a quack. No, I, I, I was trying to look up the, the word origin of Montebank. It's like, wait, what? Oh, it's from Italian to climb on the bench? The hell? Sure. <laughs> sure. You know, person on a bench. Hmm. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, she's, uh, she has to uh, say that, uh, you know, she's an undercover agent and she's worked under a whole bunch of different names, including Slip Chain, oh. Bootlatch, and Overdrive. These are bad Which, names. I mean, Overdrive, I mean, overdrive is, fine. is fine. Overdrive is, uh, is the name of a previous Transformer. Slip Chain feels like a Decepticon name. Bootlatch is bad. We will get to Boot meaning something different, though. At least. Well, I, I I thought a boot latch was the latch that keeps the boot closed. I would presume that's what that refers to. Yes, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that it does at least it is at least relevant oh. to cars more than. I one didn't might even assume. think of the Britishism of that one at the time, but I should have when it comes up later. We get to it so, later in the episode. But uh-huh. it, it, so boot latch is is basically like um, ass lock. <laughs> <laughs> or something. It's like on her butt. I mean, we have had Transformers with names possibly implying butts before. <laughs> and various other horrible things if you take them out of context. I mean, who could forget Wide Load? <laughs> I, well, yeah. Coming through. Sorry, the, the, the worst the worst one that always pops into my head is Discharge. <laughs> well, yes. Discharge. I mean, that's not butt related. Well, I hopefully it's not butt related. You don't know where the discharge is coming from. Could be. Although speaking of uh, things discharging from the butt, there is of course windbreaker. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a bad name. I yes, fun little toy. Not a great name. Almost works, but. I mean, at best, it's a jacket. It's a light jacket. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she is. Uh, so yeah, she is a secret agent, much like uh, much like secret agent Maven Danger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they roll heavy into James Bond references here. Oh yes, like so deep. Uh, spoilers for the rest of the season. We will be seeing more of Maven Danger. Cool. Oh, neat. Uh, noted Maven Danger movies include Live Twice Tomorrow and The Spy with the Golden Diamond. <laughs> yeah, the titles I are, like are that. a little overdusted. Why would you have a golden diamond? Uh, but the gun part is like... Hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's obviously The Spy Who Loved Me, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Diamonds yeah. Are Forever. Yeah, but just the, the, it mashes them up too much. And then uh, the other one is You Only Live Twice, mashed up with Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> Maybe also with Live and Let Die. I've seen a lot of Bond movies. I mean, <laughs> yes. there there have been a lot of Bond movies. There sure have. There are a lot of Bond movies to see. Anyway, apparently Optimus Prime picked out her alt mode, which is the vehicle of Maven Danger. So Optimus is a fan of Bond movies. It seems a little ostentatious for being undercover. Yes, but again, like, 
Optimus watches Bond movies. That's what a spy looks like. I sure. mean, it's possible he didn't realize they were movies and thought, well, that, that car's got a lot of useful features. We should scan it. <laughs> uh, possibly. Uh, apparently she is an Ostley Benton. <laughs> uh, yes. Sure. You know, someone who works at my facility drives an Aston Martin, and I'm sorry, I notice it every single time. <laughs> There's also someone, I'm, I'm going to say a guy, I'm going to go out on, out on a limb and say a guy who owns a Tesla that's repainted in iridescent green purple. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of like that color look, but, like, you gotta be... Rocking some kind of a crazy guy. ride, not just a <laughs> Tesla. Nope, it's just a Tesla. I uh, do bring it back in one piece, 007. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, she's a lone wolf. She's a rebel. She, uh, you know, she doesn't play by the rules. And so she's there to teach them all to be lone wolves. A pack of lone wolves. <laughs> a pack of lone wolves. Yeah, so so her motivation is to put the I in team. Yes. Blade says he's going to have to take that poster down. Oh, doesn't someone say no girls on the team? Is that Blade's? No, I think so. Like that. Danny or, says or, that she's glad to see another girl on the team, and mm. she's like, okay, but I'm just, not on the team. I'm not in a team. I work alone. <laughs> Doc Green drops in, uh... Quickshot is pretty horrified at how many people know what their whole deal is. The whole island knows, really? <laughs> but don't worry, he's only here to uh, because he is uh, getting in a shipment of some incredibly terrifying chemicals. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't know what they're supposed to be actually for, but the way he describes them is like, they're basically chemical weapons. Yes. Like, you drop them, it becomes a chemical weapon. I do yes, I'm, I'm getting in a shipment of acidic poison. I do I do like that Jerry is not allowed to transport yes. them. Yes. They've learned. They have all they they acknowledge that Jerry has been ruled out as an option for this transport because it is too dangerous for him to handle. Jerry has almost fumigated the entire population of this island half a dozen times. Yes, various flammables and explosives and things in previous episodes. We do not allow him to transport hazmat anymore. Yeah, this yeah. Well, is, it's been, what, five years since the previous season or something like that? Well, it's entirely possible he's been crashing trucks of poison that whole five years, though. <laughs> yeah. So a, a lesson has been learned there, and they are not entrusting this to him. So, yeah, the, so it is time for us to go... Uh, has anybody seen that movie, The Wages of Fear? <laughs> no. Uh, how about uh, its American remake, Sorcerer, with Roy Scheider? I have not seen it, but I am aware I, of its. Uh, yeah, that sort of rings a bell. But or all, my the third option, that episode of The Mandalorian, where they have to like <laughs> transport that explosive stuff. I think that's especially where it it got mentioned because, of course, part of why you haven't heard of Sorcerer is because it came out alongside Star Wars and. Yes. Star Wars was a huge deal and overshadowed it. <laughs> and also people went into the movie uh, called Sorcerer expecting, I don't know, Sorcerers. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's a bad title for that movie. Fair. 
Especially at a time when that when like people were actually making movies like that. It's not like yes. it was nineteen forty something and that wasn't a thing so much yet. Or any number of various other movies that involve a dangerous road trip carting something. See your Mad Max movies. Oh sure. But yeah, that that episode of The Mandalorian was a direct homage to it. Yes. Yeah. That had a lot of Bill Burr in it. <laughs> it was it was cool, but it just made me wonder why are they transporting it by train across the desert? Like <laughs> don't you you have orbital transport, guys, or why what? I guess you have to get it to the spaceport or some nonsense. Something, something, air currents. It's like when they can't use the transporter on an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. It was just, it was very weird. Like, it was strange that it was such a thing that that Star Wars, like, you have to transport shit by ground before sending it to space. It's like, no, every other movie is proven. You just go straight up into space from anywhere. There's not even any storms on Tatooine. What the fuck? Or was it Tatooine again? Or was it different? Well, I was thinking know. of the different. They're on like a jungle planet and have that, those like those like wheeled tra- like they've got the eight wheels. Oh, that one! That I was, one. Oh, I was thinking about the Book of Boba Fett episode where they have the train. no, no. no. This, this this was specifically the uh, the like big wheel because they're like trucks, I guess. Oh. Okay, that episode was cooler, but again, eh, why, why ground transport? The truck looked really cool. Yeah, well, they were those uh, what were the turbo tanks or juggernauts or whatever. They were in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, sure. And they're based on concept art from the uh, from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, right, the Hoth things before they went with the Adats. Right, because originally uh, they were just gonna like put they were gonna they were shooting in Norway, and I guess they were just gonna put a bunch of stuff on like. Norwegian army tanks? Yeah, or something like that. Which would have been neat, yeah. but ad-ads are fun. Yeah, those those are more fun. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Anyway, so... So, before we can uh, sign up for this suicide mission, uh, there is <laughs> once, a, once more peril in Griffin Rock. In this case, there is a small fire in a gas station, which, of course, is moments away from turning into an enormous conflagration. As they do, because that's what happens. Yeah. So, Quick Shadow, Shadow's going to stay behind. Quick Shadow makes fun of their catchphrase. Yes. She scoffs at them having a catchphrase. Hmm. What a meanie. So, so they get there, and uh, of course they have, they don't really have a plan going in. They're just kind of they're just kind of going to wing it. And of course, this fire turns into just this enormous raging inferno. Uh, this, uh, yeah. the, the mechanic, Ernie, he falls, he twists his ankle, and then it appears that he's completely incinerated. Just, just reduced to vapor. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Ah, uh, but no, he was actually saved by Quick Shadow, who's all, oh, hey, you, uh, there's a new one, huh? Yes. Which displeases her. Also, she refers to their response to the whole situation as higgledy-piggledy. Yes. <laughs> she's, she's very being- British. Extremely British this this whole time. There is a lot of very British what? speech going on, which I kind of wonder what? if they like. I really feel that every time if they scripted it or they just said something like this, but be extremely British. Like I feel that every time they cut to her, it should be like in a movie where they cut to like an establishing shot of London, and it's like da 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 da. 
Dun da 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 dun da. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so she is going to have to tell them about. Uh, so you know, she's got this whole lecture about how they've got to be individuals and that uh, everybody on the team is the most important person on the team. Yes. Which, which is somehow Cade. Well, she initially she points to Cade, which, uh, much to the astonishment yes. of his family members, did he pay you? Well, isn't that where, like, she's asking, like, who's the most important member on the team? It, it, and then Cade's just, me! And she's like, yes! And he's like, yes! <laughs> It's like, no, no, the correct answer is you are the most important. Yes, I am. No, no, That's no, no, not... no. The, you is in the pronoun. Yeah. Not as in you specifically. Cade, you are useless. Aww. And she's also always asking rhetorical questions, which is driving Blades insane. Yes. yes. And then also he... Oh, went- Blades has to take down his poster. Oh. About there being no I in team. No I in team. Yes. And, of course, Heatwave is just mad about this because, uh, I mean, she's kind of almost too much like him. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yes. But Heatwave actually does like working on a team. Yes. I mean, he'd never admit it, though. <laughs> no. So he's just kind of punching this giant tree trunk. Oh, yeah. His martial arts pole thing. I, I remember looking up what those were called, and I don't remember what it was. And then she spars with him and totally kicks his ass twice in rapid succession. Yeah, when we get martial arts music that is dancing really close to being cliched. It is not quite the so-called oriental riff, but it's a little clue close. (laughs) It's not that. It's not the that old music that needs to die. It was more like Asian-themed martial arts music, but it's like, eh, did you really need to go there? These are, these are robots <laughs> from space. But eh, it was there. Anyway, um... Anyway, it, it is now the point that... Just do your... The, the shipment of Doom Poison has arrived, and yes. they're going to let Quick Shadow run this one uh, to see how her plans work. Which... Is a very well thought out plan, but it's also so so dumb that she's explaining each to each member of the team exactly what they're doing and nothing else. Right, like they they they're on a need to know basis, and they don't need to know what anybody else is doing. Yeah, which is, yeah, no. I guess, a way to approach it. Also, she says something about unfulfilled potential and looks directly at Blades. <laughs> well, which is true. That's fair. But like the weird thing is like. Heatwave is the one actually towing it, but he doesn't know the route, because Boulder knows the route and is driving ahead of him, and just just follow Boulder, but I don't know the route, just follow Boulder. Yeah, it. I can can see where she's going with trying to get everybody to be self-reliant, but yeah, it's, it's not great for what they're doing, as they will learn. But the compartmentalizing means, like, nobody... It, it's like having different people draw different parts of an animal, and you end up with a hideous elephant. I mean, this is, I'm sure, a very useful skill to have if you're doing special ops. Yeah. Yes. So that if someone gets captured, they can't give the entire plan away, but they're not doing special ops. They're transporting hazardous material. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, you're doing stuff out in the open, not fighting behind enemy lines. Yeah, and to uh, it, it turns out this uh, obeys a maxim uh, first popularized by by Prussian Field Marshal uh, Moltke the Elder: No plan survives first contact with the enemy. Oh, and yes. in this case, the enemy is a fat guy with a helipack. <laughs> oh, Mr. Harrison. The uh, chaotic element that is the people of Griffin Rock. <laughs> and I swear, she was like inches away from saying, shoot him down. <laughs> as he's flying by. So he's in the way. Deal with him. Shoot him down. And yeah, pretty quickly, he dooms the city. They, Blades and Danny sort of try and redirect him. He ends up going into a tree cuts down a tree branch that falls in front of heat wave the trailer rolls over the branch the crate the crate of doom poison falls off the trailer and then griffin rock is blanketed in death clouds yeah one of like four crates of things so it's not most the of it's still whole there, island it's no it's but just it's, one it's, little section of the island just downtown where, where did they get the where did he get this gas? It starts eating through anything metal. Oh, wait. Did they get this from the Jersey Devil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm experimenting on the blood of the Jersey Devil. Now everyone yeah, dies of poison. The end. Go to PV- previous Patreon episode of uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. Fun episode. But yeah, it's, it's just eating stuff everywhere. And it's like, wh- why do I have a note that says puppies No. Is it going to devour puppies? I forgot. Yes, because it starts going for the pet shop. Yes. Oh, yes, the pet shop. the grooming. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was supposed to be a pet shop, but there was only, like, dogs that they showed. Well, there's... The, the, the cloud of eating everything in town heads that way. So in the window, there is a St. Bernard with a little barrel. Uh, of course. And then another one that I forget now, because I didn't write it down. And then in a bathtub full of suds is a dog that either is or appears to be uh, Marilusky's dog. Oh. Oh, yeah, probably. So, yeah, unfortunately, it is headed for <laughs> a pet shop or a grooming place. Yeah. yeah. Point is, dogs are in peril. That's yes. a little close to home because I'm in the DC area, and we recently had a uh, a doggy daycare that flooded, and it was Ooh. like oh, no. super tragic and unhappy oh, for everyone involved. Oh god, that that just reminds me that, that, that tragic. St- there was a pet store like next to a Toys R Us in in a low lying area that flooded. Oh. Yeah. Wiped out both. Oh, that was not good. That's bad. Both of them are gone. That's rough. Well, but that was many years ago. But anyway, yeah. Um, animal trauma. Where, where were we in the episode? Oh, right. So yeah. I, so I am uh, still wondering. Like, Mister Harrison has been the cause of so in his little flight pack. Have been the cause of so many troubles. How is he still allowed to have that? Like, it breaks <laughs> down every like once a week. He's very they well have connected. Literally, yeah. I was going to say they have literally no regulations. Or maybe he's the town lawyer? That no. might explain it. No, he works at the bank. Uh. <laughs> so maybe he maybe he's like the bank manager, so he, you know, cuts him some slack because he, he keeps uh, service charges very low. Maybe. I guess, I, like, it, it's a funny running gag, but at this point it's a serious question. It's like, why is he allowed to have that? <laughs> Someone it's has like to you've keep... almost killed the town how many times? Someone has to keep causing peril. It's just... It's a necessary but, thing. 
we stopped Jerry, we can stop Mr. Harrison too. Nope. Uh, uh. Anyway, so Heatwave and Kate, they're going to keep going with their mission and they're going to hope everybody else can uh, act, can uh, enact the backup plan. Unfortunately, there is not a backup plan. <laughs> nope. Oops. But thankfully, Chase... She didn't think there should be a backup plan because everything would go perfectly. Yeah. So we, well, for someone who overplans things with this big plan to not have a backup plan feels extra dumb on her account. I mean, that always happens with Griffin Rock. Everything goes perfectly according to plan. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> uh. So luckily, Chase does have a backup plan. So Doc Green has an anti-doom uh, poison chemical. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because Chase's biggest strength is always being prepared. <laughs> so when focusing on his, his strengths, he made sure there was a backup plan, even though no one else did. Yeah, so she heads out with Cody to go pick this stuff up, although she does not care to have people inside of her. And so so, so Boulder is handling things on scene, and there is a slight bit of confusion as uh, Cody and Doc try and figure out uh, what exactly Quick Shadow calls her back end. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about her booty. Uh, her boot. They ask her to open the trunk, and she's like, my what? And then she's like, oh, my boot. Put your hands on my boot and spread it open. What? Gross. Which I am mostly, I mean, I'm aware of it because I watch and consume a lot of British media, but also, uh, instead of having yard sales, they tend to have boot sales. Hmm. So occasionally you would come across people in the fandom talking about, but, you know, finding a particular toy at a boot sale. No. So I don't this know. Mo- Maybe they don't have yards. Listen, we may not be on the mainland, but this we are not accepting any of your limey nonsense, Quick Shadow. <laughs> Gotta speak American around here. <laughs> so uh, so they, they get on scene, but they and they have this anti-poison chemical. They just don't have anything to... Uh, Distribute it with. But good news, Heatwave is there uh, en route with blades, and he can just load this stuff into his foam sprayer. Yes. As you do. So disaster is averted. Uh, the, the puppies are saved. Yay. Everyone's fine. We can all go home. And Quickshow has to admit that, uh, you know, maybe... Maybe her approach doesn't work all the time. But I guess uh, you that, know, uh, that is a, a fairly uh, well-established thing where the character who thinks they know everything learns that they do not, in fact, know everything. Yeah, as they pointed out earlier in the episode when... Who was it was talking about? Um, the boat guy. Fuck. Maven Danger? No, no, they were talking about... Oh, uh, oh uh, High Tide. Yes, High Tide. They were talking about a previous episode. It's like, oh, remember when High Tide was going to teach us, but he learned something? It's like, maybe that's what Optimus is doing here. And it turns out, yes, it is. He did it again. Yep. Rocky Road, please stop lunging onto my desk. <laughs> Cats. Cats. Delicious kitten names. I know. Alright, so, and you know, she decides, you know, my work here is done. I, I have nothing more to teach you about being a team because you're already, 
a great team, so instead I'm going to uh, go to the mainland and I'm going to try and teach Blur and Salvage. And Heatwave <laughs> is all, LOL, good luck. <laughs> going to try to go teach Blur literally anything. Good luck. <laughs> fun. Yeah, have fun with that, buddy. And that, uh, and that, she drives off, and that is the episode, and that is it for Quick Shadow for a little while. Oh, so she does come back, but it's only here for two episodes, though. It's two episodes, and then she's going to be, she's going to be, she's going to recur throughout the season. Okay. They had money for voice casting, and they were going to use yes, the, it. The, the end of plus one, but Quick Shadow will return in Ghost in the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> dun 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 that is the next episode she's on alright was oh, it going to be a ghost in the shell parody uh no it's a it's a Halloween episode sort of <gasps> Ooh. spooky ghosts it's, okay it's kind of weird we've had more Transformers Halloween episodes than we've had Christmas episodes well, that's because Halloween is a better holiday for Transformers is a good metaphor, but... Also, uh, fewer religious connotations. Yeah, it's probably easier to do. I guess... We could always do a New Year's one instead. Oh, it's weird. Man, I'm gonna go give my neighbor some bread on Christmas. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this time you'll be the writer of Midwinter. <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. It truly is time to pass the bread. I mean, they're apparently from Brazil, so they don't know. <laughs> they don't know that's not a thing we do here. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if it was in other episodes or it's been on other Transformers. We see a light piping in, in Quick Shadow's head. In this oh, episode. yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's a little odd. Because I don't know that her toy actually has that. Uh, probably not, since it's a rescue bot, they tend to be similar. Yeah. So I wouldn't think so. Well, I guess they do have translucent, but I don't think... It, oh, yeah, I don't think not. her... Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this was a fun one. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting adding a different uh, member to the group dynamic, and they make her somewhat unlikable without making her totally deplorable, like intolerable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Blades has unfulfilled potential. Yes. Th- this is true. <laughs> I always like when we get to make jokes based on differences in British versus American English. Yes. Uh, Spitzbach. That's right. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh yes, this time on one, two, three, four, five. Five man! Kung Fu Spirit! Uh, The Yellow Ranger is teaching some kids Kung Fu... And that's kind of the background of the episode. <laughs> With these kung fu children. Uh, that's it. That's the episode. The end. I mean, they're not quite as much focused as some other episodes, but but it's kids related to these, these five, one of these five siblings who are also teachers. It's like, okay, that's a repeated thing. Anyway, uh, Garoa, the demoted general, the bad guys, finds a weird room where... Like, just big flappy curtains or something. It's spewing smoke, making noise. 
had something to do with this. Presumably, they haven't gotten it yet. Uh, Empress Meadow, the giant floating evil head in the sky that is their leader, like, she changes her face paint and gets madder and angrier. It's like more spikes on her makeup. And then she says, the gun is good, the penis is evil. <laughs> well, she, not so much the, the... It's like she appears out of the clouds, but but it's like an actress's face in like these rainbow translucent like hair kind of sticking out from it. It's it's a cool look, but it, it's hard to describe. She, she's just a face in a cloud, effectively. <laughs> anyway, um, Chevy uh, Chevalier comes in dressed as like a kung fu martial artist with a bandana that is the logo of the bad guys, which is sort of looks like a skull and a crossbones, but pointier, and kicks the ass of all these kids. <laughs> and then Yellow Ranger isn't happy about that and starts to fight him. <laughs> and, and then the Monster of the Week shows up, which is kind of half moth Mothman, half something, maybe like, I didn't look it up. It, it sort of looked kind of like um, a coral reef, but it was like half moth and half thing. Anyway, it steals the Yellow Ranger's power to morph and then gives it to one of the Gingamen, the Chevy's like sort of alien henchman sidekicks, which is also confusing because there's a future power, a fu- ah, future Super Sentai team called Gingaman, but they're the bad guy Gingaman in this show, and it's like, oh, uh, whatever. Anyway, so that that Gingaman transforms into five yellow with a yellow scarf on and starts kicking uh, the Yellow Ranger's ass. Her name is Remy. I might start doing that because it's going to be a Remy. lot of Yellow Ranger kicking Yellow Ranger's ass. Remy. Or five yellow. I can't touch you, Remy. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other Rangers show up. Uh, also get their powers stolen. So the Gingaman have the five-man powers and the five-man have nothing. And the kind of get their butts kicked until Remy shows up and on a is she on a jeep or something and just like runs them through and scares off the bad guys for a second. Oh, but also like the, the Gingamen have transformed and they got scarves in the normal outfit. They also have machine guns and they hop on bikes and drive around t- town just shooting the place up like a gas station explodes. Yikes. Utter chaos. That's uh, that's not cool. Well, they are the bad guys. Okay, fine. But wow, machine then, uh, guns. Remy encounters them in the middle of town, beats up the yellow Ginga man, five man ranger, and, and then she's like holding her own with the the others. And the, But the, the rest of the ranger team have been like, their siblings are like, oh no, we've gotten our butts kicked and we lost our powers and what are we going to do? But oh no, our sister is still fighting strong despite having not having powers. We must not give up. And then, conveniently, Arthur, their robot butler, Nanny, shows up with recharged tension devices, tosses the two of them, and we have Ranger. Well, it's not really Ranger versus Ranger, because at that point, like, they've punched and kicked the Gingaman out of the Power Rangers uniforms, but, I don't know, they got it back. Big fight, um... The, the the Mothman monster shows up again, and and but gets defeated, and then they use uh, Rule Thirty Four Stay Puff Marshmallow Mecca. Oh no! To convert, well, I just threw the rule because it's the third. It's the thirty fourth one of these giant Mecca thingies that absorbs the monster to turn into the giant thing, and then 
The giant monster absorbs their finishing move sword before they can use it and starts swinging at the rangers. But then they just, okay, well, summon the secondary mech, combine with that, and then kick your ass. And so they do. By punching it. Punching. The end, and, and back, cut back to the kung fu training and, and small children who were a very minor part of this episode, but there's always children. Almost always children. It's gotta be kids. Gotta have kids. Yeah. Can't not have kids around. It was a fine episode. And, and, and I'm on the final disc of this series, so I have to figure out what I'm doing next, which I haven't. Mm-hmm. Some other Sentai show. Ooh. I just don't know what. Maybe. I don't know. One of, one of the discs I have somewhere. You'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more uh, Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, we are on Mastodon, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon to set up with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, we, for the month of December, did we decide what we were doing for December yet? We were having we a lot of We have not decided. It'll probably be some, some matter of Christmas special. Um, shoot, no. Yeah, I think we, I had thoughts. I don't remember if we, no, we didn't settle on anything, but. You had some thoughts. Thoughts occurred. But of course, we'll whatever it is, it will with- also come with a special Christmas treat from me uh, towards my co-hosts. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I was proposing that we could pick a uh, a random Lacey Chabert uh, Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, Which if we can be, find one that's also available in Canada for Rob. <laughs> probably hurting me more than anyone else, because I believe we have established that I don't watch movies where things don't explode. You know, so. I, I have suggested a different Lacey Chabert movie, which is kind of a Christmas movie, in that there's I, a scene that happens at Christmas. It would just be lots of me complaining about hetero bullshit, but, well, yes. you know. I mean, you can that's do that. Fine. That isn't something. But we can also do something else. Yes, uh, we will Thanksgiving, see. For Thanksgiving, uh, we did the Garfield Thanksgiving special on the subject of hetero bullshit. Oh, man. Yeah. Why? Who would invite someone to Thanksgiving dinner alone as their first date? I mean, I it, guess it the, quest, the answer is John. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a thing that we watched and had a lot to say about. Uh, so, yes, as little as a dollar a month, that is patreon.com slash icon underground rocky road. For the love of God, stop chewing on my, my cable. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just sitting there on the keyboard going on the microphone cable, buddy. Stop it. Stop it. Get get him get him something else to chew nearby. Someone please adopt some cats. Get him get him his own keyboard to stand on. Maybe just, just stretch random cables out all over the desk for for them to chew on for deploy cables. Well, strings or something, not actual cables, because that might encourage them to eat cables. I suppose. All right. So and then of course we'll be back next week with more uh ro- with more rescue bots. And in this one, we're going to meet, uh, we're going to, uh, re-encounter one of our old pals. <gasps> oh no! Dun dun dun. So until then, I'm Rob. 
I'm Jen. And I'm David. Plus one. Plus ultra. <laughs> <laughs>